Introducing a different mindset. Uh, the front page. Radio Free 102.3 JLH. Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. It is the front page. And 525 in the morning, we are joined by three of our distinguished candidates for district attorney. Well, it's been going around and around. There was... There are six people running. A couple of them canceled. One said it's too early in the morning. I say the early bird catches the vote. Uh, we're being joined this morning. Um, and, and and by some staggering coincidence, the three that saw fit to come into the studio this morning and talk to you are, are African American. What do you know about that? Uh, we're being joined by uh, Bobby Grace. He is... Uh, for 23 years, had a career in the district's attorney's office. He says he has an adamant determination to make the county of L.A. a safer place to live and is a longtime advocate for victims of violent crime, domestic abuse, and at-risk youth. Bobby Grace, welcome. Good morning, Dominique. Um, we're also being joined by Danette Myers. Many of you know she was raised in the city of Compton. Um, she spent nearly a quarter century of service as a deputy district attorney and has prosecuted almost 200 trials, including 40 murders and six death penalty cases. Thanks for coming in. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. And we also uh, are being joined by Jackie Lacey, a career prosecutor who also says she's determined to make the community safer for all residents of L.A. Uh, she's a chief Deputy District Attorney, second in command to the DA of L.A. County, and she's been endorsed by the current District Attorney, Steve Cooley, a longstanding member of the DA's executive management team, Jackie Lacey. Welcome. Good morning, Dominique, and good morning, front page listeners. You know, um, I guess, to be fair, I'd like to start with each of you just giving a brief statement about why you're running um, before we jump into phone calls and and my own questions. Let's see. You want to go first since we introduced you first, uh, Mr. Grace. Thank you, Dominique, and good morning, uh, front page family. I'm running for L.A. County District Attorney because we are facing some stark choices uh, in the criminal justice system, choice between trying to jail our way out of socioeconomic problems, which has been the dominant theme in the criminal justice system, and a choice toward moving to restorative justice. So I want to see us protect the public, but also make sure that we are embracing realignment, which encompasses AB 109, and make sure that we find a path toward making young people who have committed crimes but have paid their debt to society get an opportunity to come back into the community, get jobs, get off of drugs, and reintegrate into our society. Okay, uh, that was succinct. Um, Mr. Grace did it in, in about 40 seconds, so in the interest of fairness, we'll try to um, go in that direction. Dennett Myers, um, 
Attorney Myers. Thank you, Dominique. The reason I am running for L.A. County District Attorney is to bring reform to both the office and to the criminal justice system. I would like to see our office be a leader in reforming the juvenile justice system. We have too much recidivism, and we need to get back on track and start helping our youth. We need to end truancy, and we need to start a program of educating our youth. I'd like to rejuvenate the ACT program, which is the abolished chronic truancy program in our office, have more deputy district attorneys mentoring people, and really getting juveniles back into school. Additionally, i like to reform the death penalty. If the initiative does not pass in November, the next DA has to have a program in which we stop continuing to send people to San Quentin's death row, and we have $180 million to retain that system, and people are dying of old age. So I want to uh, embark upon a program uh, to do something with reform of the uh, criminal of the death penalty. And then finally, uh, Dominique, what I'd like to do is to get back to prosecuting environmental crimes. As you said, I grew up in Compton, and South Los Angeles has a real issue in terms of folks who dump hazardous waste on our community. And we need a DA who cares about the community, who goes into the community, and who goes back and tries to do something about those big firms who are polluting our communities south of LA. That's why I want to be the DA of of LA County. Uh, And that's why I'm hoping that the voters of Los Angeles on June the 5th vote for Danette Myers. Thank you. And uh, Attorney Jackie Lacey. Good morning, Dominique. Good morning. I'm uh, running. I'm from Dorsey High School. Uh, and I grew up right here in the Crenshaw District. I am uh, the chief deputy. I've worked my way up from the top, from the bottom to the top, excuse me. And I'm running because of several issues I believe that I'm equipped to handle. One is uh, public safety realignment. Uh, the criminal justice system is undergoing a sea change. I think this is an opportunity for me to expand some of the work that I've done with uh, those in the criminal justice system who are mentally ill and drug addicted. Uh, about 25% of those who are in the criminal justice system are suffering from undiagnosed, untreated uh, mental illness. And I think there's a better way to treat them other than um, incarcerate them. The same with drug addiction. Uh, I also am interested in um, addressing cybercrime, which I think identity theft or cybercrime is one of the fastest growing crimes. I'd like to see all prosecutors uh, trained on that. And uh, finally, I really would like to see us do something about our elders and the financial abuse that they suffer at the hands of unscrupulous people. And so my name is Jackie Lacey. I'm excited about introducing myself to your listeners today. And uh, I'm running to be your next district attorney. You know, thank you all. And I really do appreciate your being here. I know it's early in the morning. Welcome to my life. Um, And you've got a long day or 24, 48 hours of campaigning ahead. So we really do appreciate the fact that you woke up, put on suits, and came here. Um, We couldn't risk it. We couldn't risk coming in here with sweats and you had a camera. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, It's risky. Especially in the days of the Internet. We have the opportunity in Los Angeles County for the first time in history to elect an African-American district attorney for the first time, uh, a woman district attorney. Why? You know, a lot of us are scratching our heads saying, why don't you three get together and draw straws or something so we could throw all of our weight behind one African-American candidate? Why three? Anybody, everybody. I think that, uh, first of all, I'm Jackie Lacey, and I I think, first of all, these are my friends and colleagues. 
And um, that question has been posed. I think we all felt the call. You know, when you feel the call to serve, you answer it. And uh, I think it's great that um, African-American voters have a choice. Sometimes we only have one choice. And so I think it's good to have uh, this many choices. Um, I think we're all relatively proud and supportive of one another. And, um, you know, it's just the way it kind of worked out, Dominique. Annette Myers, you want to comment on that? Well, Dominique, I was the first to announce. So actually, I had no idea that my other two colleagues were going to announce their candidacy to run for DA. Uh, so Hadn't even heard rumors. I mean. Hadn't even heard rumors. I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to change from the Cooley administration. I want to go back and do something for my community that I've lived in uh, for over 50 years. And I have the education, I have the independence, and I have the commitment uh, to the community. Uh, so I was looking at this for over uh, 10 years. At some point in time, I was going to take the helm and run for the DA of Los Angeles County. Uh, and that's why I've been so involved in my my community. That's why I volunteer in my community. Uh, and I'm proud to say uh, that I think the voters have a clear choice here. Uh, if you want something different from what you've had for the last 12 years, uh, you'll vote for Danette Myers for DA. Mr. Grace, Attorney Grace. Well, I, I think it's an historic opportunity for not only African Americans, but for people all over the county to see a different type of leadership within the district attorney's office. And everybody that's here, everybody that, that showed up to talk to the front page audience, we're here because we recognize that there are very stark uh, differences in the way that we would like to approach the criminal justice system as opposed to the status quo. And I think that's why all three of us decided to, to jump in. And I think it's been great for the discussion because if you've been following the news, uh, originally it was only talking about let's lock people up, let's lock people up. And the discussion has moved uh, remarkably toward a more restorative justice theme, and I think that's going to be best for everybody in the criminal justice system. You're saying because the three of you are in the race that the conversation has changed. Certainly it is a different conversation, um, you know, than we've had in district attorney races in the past where everyone is trying hard to do their best Clint Eastwood imitation. Um, we have a lot of callers, and I have a lot of questions myself, but I want to defer to our front page family because it's not every day they get a chance to speak directly to the candidates, possible uh, future district attorneys, and certainly uh, people who are um, prosecutors now at this moment, not people who are thinking maybe one day they'll see what this career is all about, the people that are actually doing it at this moment. Um, let's go to Richard from L.A. Richard, uh, if you could be brief, I sure would appreciate it. Welcome. Hello? Richard? Hi. Yeah, Got to okay. turn your radio off. Talk to me. Okay, yeah, I was saying, uh, like, as far as the ex-con, because I noticed that all political people that are, like, involved in politics, as long as they're running, they give us a lot of... Okay, you got to turn your radio off. Okay, I'm just going to summarize. Um, you know, the focus is always, and we talked about this uh, on Friday, often the focus uh, is on victims. And instead of how do we reform uh, the, or how do we give a fair shot even, to defendants. Um, 
just some brief comments on that, if, if you would. I mean, I, I know it's more fashionable for the cameras to say, I'm going to lock people up and throw away the keys. But we, with the, especially with realignment and the, the unfair prosecuting that goes on in our communities, folks want to know what's, you know, what are we doing on that side of the equation? Well, I think, Dominique, that um, uh, the smart prosecutor is much more interested in uh, solving recidivism rate. All of us have seen the same people cycle through the system over and over again. And we need solutions. Uh, Reentry court is probably what this gentleman is trying to tell you about. Reentry court uh, saves uh, millions of dollars to tax, taxpayers, and it helps people uh, get back into society, get back on track. Because often they come out of prison, they have no skills, no job, no um, no opportunities. And um, if we want to solve the problem forever of recidivism, we've got to invest in restoring people back. I think, the, Dominic, that uh, at least for the last 26 years of my career, you know, I haven't been at a desk pushing paper. I've been actually in the courtroom, and I've seen the effects of the system as it is and its business as usual. And I think not only did realignment, but I also think the budgetary crisis in California, the $16 million deficit, uh, I think it, it, it opens everyone's eyes to being smart, to being fiscally conservative about the way in which we do things. Because everybody at the end of the day has to have access to justice. And when you have a budget deficit, you're going to curtail someone's access to justice. And that is a problem. And I think that we all see that we have to change the system. We have to change the criminal justice system. Uh, and I think that all of us uh, have an approach. I think I have the best approach uh, to doing it, having been in the system 26 years. Um, and so I think that's why the focus now is both on uh, helping victims, public safety, but at the same time uh, talking about how we can stop recidivism and how we can stop the ongoing cycle of criminality. Uh, public safety uh, is so important to all of us, I think. Very quickly, Dominique, um, with a $15.5 billion deficit in the state, we cannot continue down this path. Um, it costs $53,000 to house an inmate in state prison. We only pay $19,000 to, to educate our K-12 through students. We've got to go a different way. AB 109 and realignment has shown us a path, but we've got to get the state to give us some of the money that we need for job training programs, for mental health counseling, which is big, and Jackie referred to that just a few minutes ago, and we've got to get get um, job training because, I mean, not drug training, but drug rehabilitation. Uh, so if those three things are integrated into our criminal justice system through AB 109 and realignment, we can have a great impact on the recidivism level, which California has one of the highest recidivism levels in the state at around 70%. And most of those individuals are low-level offenders who have committed either drug uh, crimes or property-related crimes related to drugs. I'm going to um, hit the phones. I know uh, you, <laughs> uh, Attorney Myers mentioned, you know, being fiscally responsible. And uh, <laughs> that just made me think about the death penalty. And I know we need to talk about the uh, positions that all of you all take on the death penalty. I had at least one person that wanted to ask that. Aha, uh -huh, I think it's uh, Fred from the Crenshaw District. Hi, Fred. You're on. Yeah, uh, uh, good morning, Dominique. I'm glad to see we have three African Americans running for district attorney. 
And um, I'd like to um, direct a question to all three of the Afro-American candidates. Uh, What is your uh, view on the three strikes law as it stands now? Oh, okay. So you want to hear about three strikes, and then we can go from there to the death penalty. Um, Shall we go the opposite way? Uh, Attorney... um, Lacey, Jackie Lacey, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, We've learned so much in the last 10 years uh, uh, about uh, three strikes and the right way to do it, Dominique. Uh, We used to jail people on petty crimes for their third strike. We don't do that in the L.A. County District Attorney's Office unless they are particularly dangerous. Occasionally we will seek um, a life sentence, but uh, it is rather rare. Uh, There's an initiative on the ballot in November to provide relief for those people who were imprisoned on life sentences. I support it. I've been an early supporter of that uh, change because we need to go a little bit further. Uh, And I think L.A. County has been a leader, and I think the next district attorney has got to be very vocal about this. This is a a way to relieve prison overcrowding uh, to support this initiative. And uh, punishment needs to fit the crime. It has to be fair. It has to be fair. We cannot uh, lock away people for the rest of their lives uh, when their third strike is a, is, a, is a petty crime. And I'm grateful that um, in L.A. County, we've, we've, we've really, we're leading in that area. We're leading as opposed to other, LA, uh, as opposed to other district attorney's offices throughout the state. I believe, uh, Dominique, that the, uh, and this is Danette Myers, that the third strike must be a serious or violent felony, and even if it is a serious or violent felony, uh, that the deputies in charge or the head deputies uh, have the discretion to decide whether or not they want to seek 25 years to life. They can do something different if they feel justice warrants it. But we should not be putting uh, people who are addicted to drugs or people who are petty thieves in prison for 25 years to life. And I think that I've been very vocal on this since the three strikes law Uh, came into play. Uh, I didn't just uh, form these opinions right now. Many people know that I stood before the Conference of Delegates of over 600 lawyers and advocated a change in that law. And I think it's important for voters to look at our records and see who has been talking about this and who has been uh, very vocal about the fact that there needed to be a change in that law. So I definitely support the initiative, but I also support a policy in our office that no one should seek a third strike on anyone uh, where the third felony is not a serious or violent felony. And even then, you have discretion to do something less. Um, Bobby Bobby Grace. Grace. As um, vice president of the Black Prosecutors Los Angeles, this is a position that we've been taking for quite some time. Uh, I agree um, totally with everything that Jack and Danette says. Uh, But I would add one thing is that we should go back, and I I think all the candidates are also in favor of this, we should go back and look at the cases before 2000 and review those cases and see if there's anybody that we can bring justice to who was sent to a 25-year-to-life sentence and they were sent there on a nonviolent felony on their third strike. That would be a great way to bring justice to a lot of people within uh, the criminal justice system. All three um, candidates who are in the studio with us today, and I believe all six who are running, um, support the death penalty. Um, but as we talked about, we had a panel of defense attorneys in here a week ago Friday, and they said, they pointed out to me that there are different ways and different degrees of supporting that death penalty. So um, I just would ask that you each speak briefly on how you feel about the death penalty. Should it be reformed? Should 
Are you still feeling like we should keep it forever? We're going to start uh, with uh, Bobby Grace, since we uh, last ended with you. Attorney Bobby Grace, your thoughts on the death penalty? Um, my thoughts, Dominique, are um, I support... Um, the death penalty in concept that don't have a moral objection to it have tried more death penalty cases than any candidate running but I support the um, SAFE initiative in November which would abolish the death penalty in California but also um, don't, don't um, devote resources to local law enforcement agencies to fight unsolved crimes. Um, what's happening in California is no one's being executed. There's only been 13 people executed in California since the death penalty was reinstated in 1976. Um, when we have to make choices with respect to class size, when we have to make choices as to whether state parks should be open, when we have to make choices as to when our elderly can get in-home care, we should not be spending money on any government programs that are not operating, that are not functional. And I can't in good conscience tell the victims of families that the person who was convicted and given the death penalty on a case is going to be executed when the truth is they will probably die of natural causes. Or commit suicide. Or, or as commit we suicide recently. recently. Yeah. Uh, Danette Myers, Attorney Myers. Thank you, Dominique. I'm not morally opposed to the death penalty. I've tried six death penalty cases. Um, actually, seven. I had to retry one. I'm not sure how many Bobby's tried, but I've done uh, my fair share. Uh, and I have to tell you that none of those individuals, I have four individuals on death row, and none of them will be executed in my lifetime. They'll die of old age. So you have to come to the realization you have to be smart about justice. This is a system where people are dying of old age. Uh, it's a system that costs the state of California about 180 for million dollars a year to maintain and we're closing the doors to education to the UCs and the Cal states where our kids need to get education so the question becomes what do you have to do and you either have to get rid of the system or you have to provide a system where the appellate process does not take on average 25 years and the cost is the cost of retaining death row inmates in single cells and everything the Department of Corrections has to do to comply with uh, death penalty inmates and and uh, all all of the regulations and additionally the appellate process that is the most costly aspect of it and unless you eliminate that and I think the last study was done by former Attorney General John Vandekamp and in that study they said you know at best you could uh, reduce that appellate process by about 10 to 15 years that's still too long so the next question becomes what do you do and I believe the initiative in November has to pass uh, in, a, in order for us as a society to do something about education and about the issues that we have as a society. We're spending too much money on things that don't work. So I'm voting for the initiative, but if the initiative does not pass, Dominic, I have a plan in place as the next district attorney of Los Angeles County to stop the flow of death penalty inmates going to San Quentin's uh, doors from L.A. County. This county sends the most, the, the largest number of inmates to San Quentin, and we've got to start only sending people who are the worst of the worse if that initiative doesn't pass in November. Attorney Lacey, Jackie Lacey. Yes, uh, Dominique, um, it 
it is the appropriate punishment in many cases. Um, uh, we know about the Jamil Shaw case that Bobby just tried a week ago, uh, where uh, this young high schooler was uh, gunned down as he was coming back from uh, doing an activity he has a right to do. We have some incredibly evil people out there who just uh, commit crimes uh, or kill people in violent and vicious ways. And so if, if in fact, uh, we think it's the appropriate punishment, which I do for certain limited cases, then we have to figure out a way to make it work. We have to streamline the appeals process. 25 years is too long for someone to be going through a series of appeals. And I don't think that, uh, you know, we ought to be telling uh, victims that, uh, or survivors who have lost victims, hey, we're going for the death penalty, but, um, uh, you know, the, the appeals take so long. But I don't think the answer is to get rid of the death penalty. Um, I think if you believe it's morally correct, if you believe it's the right punishment, then you figure out another way to make it work. Hmm. Well, you know, the biggest I, the biggest issue I have with the death penalty is the unequal application. The racism. There's racism. That's not just L.A. There's racial disparities in the application of the death penalty across the country. And we also see that in um, who we decide to charge. Who we decide to charge. Uh, African Americans wildly disproportionately prosecuted in Los Angeles County. And, um, and so this is my issue, not just with the death penalty, but with the prosecution. Who is, who is charged and how serious uh, uh, are those charges? I think it would be very difficult to argue that there's not a racial element, particularly one that affects black people. I think that's why a lot of us are excited about having an African-American district attorney. But what will you do about it? Being black is not enough. We need a plan. How do we deal with this discrepancy? That means that young black men in particular are much more likely to be charged with crimes. I mean, I, the, the case of Brian Banks is just... That he should be the poster child for this racism. How does a guy like that even go to jail? You know, falsely accused of rape with little or no evidence. Um, and, and, you know, I'm glad to hear today that he's getting tryouts with four NFL teams. But the likelihood that after a 10-year odyssey he's going to make it is, is very slim. No, we're going to pray for him. What do you do about it? How do you fix that? To me, it's the biggest glaring problem in our justice system here in Los Angeles. Uh, Dominique, this is Jackie Lacey uh, talking. You, you've got to have diversity in the prosecutor's office. It's just as simple as that. And there is a lot more diversity than there was when uh, I entered 26 years ago. Um, there has never been a district attorney of color. Since 1850, I think the office has been in existence. Never been a woman. Never Amazing. been a person of color. And I think the more the more uh, diversity you have, the more different points of view that you have at the decision-making level, the more you will see just results. It's really quite that simple. Actually, it's normally the race of the victim that matters in determining the death penalty. Uh, the Brian Bakes case is, is a terrible tragedy. Uh, and our office is in the process of doing a, um, a dissection of what happened there. Uh, normally, it's not just the word of the victim. Normally, you have to have some corroboration in order to charge those cases. But it is something to look at. It is something to look at. And I think you have to, you have, to have different points of view at the boardroom level making these decisions. That's just the bottom line.
You know, Dominique, you've got to have not only diversity, yes, Danette Myers, but you've got to have training and you have to have experienced prosecutors. And that means that you've got to start picking people at the board level who are uh, people who have experience in trying cases and people who have experience in filing cases and people who have experience and life experiences within the county of Los Angeles. And unfortunately, in our office, that's not how people are selected. When I go before those committees, I'm probably one of the most experienced people, but I'm not brought in to ask about, should this be a a death penalty case or should it not be a death penalty case? I have to tell you that sometimes I'm stunned to to hear when our office does seek death and when they don't seek death. Uh, I congratulate Bobby on his uh, uh, his case uh, that he just completed. But I have to tell you, last year I did a case where a defendant, two defendants, one of them had a prior manslaughter. He had killed someone. These two individuals, Mr. Robles and Mr. Garcia, in the middle of the day in Santa Monica, went into a shop killed, gunned down two brothers, and at the same time, seriously injured two other people. At the end of the day, the jurors wanted to know why our office wasn't seeking death on that case. Uh, I know that the DA who wrote the special search memo wanted a death penalty, uh, but our the committee decided not to go death on that case. I tried another case this, this year, uh, last year. The same result where jurors wanted to know, I don't understand. And so that is a problem. Uh, I'm just part of the process that goes into uh, who selects um, uh, whether or not the death penalty will be sought in certain cases, but it's an argument that I've heard constantly as I've campaigned throughout the county that there is disparity uh, in terms of uh, when the office seeks death and when the office doesn't seek death. And, and it's not just death either. It's anything. It's wh- who's getting prosecuted for drug offenses. It's who's getting, you know... Uh, how are they being charged? Uh, you know, a lot of people upset because of uh, the the Anthony Dunn case, the, the you know the postal uh, worker who was killed, had legs severed, and it goes to traffic court, and the guy you know has a suspended license. And most of us think if that person was black, he would be in jail, and they wouldn't be letting him out until uh, you know the case uh, went to trial. The, the the children, you know, and 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 you, if you listen to the show, you know I was pretty hot about the the, the teenagers in Long Beach who were holding held you know indefinitely for uh for supposedly beating up you know some white people and that i don't even believe in the term white but they're being held for months and months we just can't see that happening to children who are not black and you know um we're almost out of time i want to i want to let um bobby grace quickly respond to this this thing about you know racial disparities because i don't think it's just in the death penalty i think it's in the application of the law well having sometimes getting up in the morning and listening to the front page i know that this is a big issue not only with you but your listeners um there is a going to be a certain amount of racism in any bureaucracy there's no getting around that um we absolutely have to have an african-american or a person of color take the helm of the district attorney's office. That's going to happen. If it doesn't happen this time, it'll happen shortly. Um, But we also have to have committed prosecutors who've got training in this particular area and understand that there should not be racial profiling. There should not be issues of um, targeting any particular group and that we have to be fair in terms of the most important thing that we do as prosecutors, which is the discretion to charge. And so training and uh, more diversity and much more focus on the issue within the office. Okay, like I said, we're almost out of time. I want to try to just 
get some sh- really short answers to a couple calls before we turn the mic over to Steve Harvey because some folks have been waiting. Um, Dr. David Horn asked before we started about uh, public integrity um, division and what you would do with it. I know that's probably a long, complicated answer, uh, but Attorney Myers, if you could start. Um, well, I, I would. Uh, the public integrity division uh, is a division in our office uh, that, that, of course, goes after uh, folks who uh, violate the public trust. Uh, and I would probably increase the number of DAs in that division to make sure our communities are safe from folks who violate the public trust, who, who steal. I think it's very important that people have uh, peace of mind to know that their elected officials are out there doing what they should be doing as opposed uh, to stealing money uh, from the public trough, but also that public officials live in the communities that they're supposed to be serving. Uh, Attorney Grace. Well, this is one area where the public can say the district attorney's office is doing a good job. We definitely need to make sure that we are focusing on casting a wide net and that we're looking for corruption all over the county, that we're not just focusing in on one particular community or area. Yeah, not just Vernon. What about the, I mean, like, for example, many of us are saying, what about the sheriff's department? Hello? Um... Uh, Dominique, I think we obviously need more people. There's so much corruption. Uh, I would also like to see some people cleared. Sometimes your opponent in a campaign will use that public integrity unit to go after you. And we should Mm. give clearance letters because they damage careers. They they influence votes when they report those. And so there's a lot of it there. We just need to be very diligent about and fearless about going after uh, public officials who are corrupt. Okay, um, since it's already 5.56, let's see, Big Mike from Compton wants to know, um, what's the plan to prosecute police officers who kill and or shoot, uh, officer-involved shootings? Another big issue here on this show. Uh, well, they got to go to jail. If they're guilty, they have to go to jail. Um, Jackie Lacey. I, I, yeah, Jackie Lacey. I think, you know, you've got to maintain some independence uh, from law enforcement. So when those cases come in, uh, you look at them objectively, you look at them carefully. But if uh, a person with a badge, person in a uniform who's sworn to uphold a law breaks it, they have to be held accountable. Uh, as the next DA of Los Angeles, I would vigorously prosecute any police officer who killed or who committed any crime against the public. Uh, they serve in a, in, a, in a capacity that the public trusts them, and so when they violate that trust, they need to be prosecuted. But additionally, I should say, Dominique, that I would stand before the public and keep the public apprised of what the DA's office is doing. Mm. A lot of times the public doesn't know, and then they, they feel that there isn't a perception of fairness. Yep. And in our office, there always must be a perception of fairness. And so I'm committed to doing that as the next DA of LA County. Don't disagree with and any that's of the, Myers. You know, Bobby Grace, don't disagree with any of those points and we definitely have to focus in on that. Okay, um, we're out of time. Sadly, I wish we had another half an hour, an hour. Um, but well, we, just we're here. We could, we'll stay. Coffee on you. <laughs> yeah, and then Steve Harvey's going to come get all three of us. Well, you guys could lock him up. No, <laughs> let me stop. Um, just really quickly, uh, Big Money Griff asked this question, and Morris Griffin, I think it's a good one, uh, and I'm going to add a little spin. What distinguishes you uh, from all of the DA candidates and particularly from the African-American candidates that are in this room? And we're going to start with Attorney uh, Denat Meyer. 
lawyers? Well, what distinguishes me is I have an overall perception of the criminal justice system because of the justice system as a whole, because I've worked both on the civil side and the criminal side. Additionally, I'm independent. I'm independent of Steve Cooley in the office. My peers have endorsed me. The Democratic Party has endorsed but me. But some would say you don't have the management experience. Well, I do have the management experience. And quite frankly, let me just tell you, when Gil Garcetti was the DA, I was the deputy in charge of two offices. When Steve Cooley came aboard, I did not support Steve Cooley, and I was taken out of management. So I, I think you ought to understand that when you say you've, you've risen through the ranks, yeah, we've all ri ri risen through the ranks, but the next step is an appointment, and I did not support Steve Cooley, okay. and he took me out of management. So I guarantee you, if Gil Garcetti had been there, uh, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation about okay. lack of management experience. Uh, Attorney Jackie Lacey. Um, I'm endorsed by the LA Times, the Daily News, uh, the LA Sentinel, the uh, San Gabriel Valley Tribune, uh, the Long Beach Press-Telegram. And some would say the Steve Cooley endorsement is a liability. Well, I, I, he's on the right team as far as I'm concerned. I'm my own woman. I have ideas, Dominique, about expanding the use of alternative sentencing courts and re women's and reentry court. And those are ideas that I have already put in place and can expand on. I'm ready to lead from day one. I've been a warrior in the courtroom and in the boardroom. And that's the difference. I got to go. Attorney Grace, sorry for giving you the, the last shot here, but uh, you had the first one. So, no problem. Fair. No problem. Um, not aligned with Cooley, not uh, aligned with Garcetti. I come in uh, ready to make the changes that are necessary for Los Angeles County, and I will not let the people of LA County down vote for Bobby Grace on June 5th. Thank you all so very much for coming in. Call me Hot Topic Tuesday if you have something to say as you go on your way about your day. Let's just say this to ourselves today. Let me remember conscious choice is the path to personal power. Till next time, Radio Free Family. One love.